Good morning, everyone. I hope you are having a great day. I hope that wherever you are, you are feeling loved and supported and embraced. And if you don't, I just want to remind you that it all starts with us giving ourselves that which we think we need or want from others. Today's quote was one that really inspired a a good reflection on me. It had been on my mind a little bit, this subject and in the topics that I have been talking about with my, you know, close family and friends. Um, So I thought, you know, the, the quote itself is beautiful. It's a beautiful reminder. But also I love kind of like where the writing took me and, you know, a lot of times I don't know exactly what I have in my heart and my head and this is what's beautiful about connecting with any type of art that allows us to express ourselves like that could be painting that could be writing that could be drawing um, you know dancing anything that allows our expression to come out is just a beautiful kind of like uh, observation of like what what was inside that I didn't even know So really, this podcast has been that for me. It's this beautiful self-expression that allows me to put into words and really condense all of my thoughts thoughts and emotions in one single post or episode. Um, And it's been beautiful, which is why I think that I've been able to keep up with it. Uh, in the past it's been hard for me to kind of like be consistent with things unless they are something that I I really love right Um, and this has been one of those things that I just love doing it I love that you're here listening to it and giving a little bit of your time to this podcast and learning and reflecting um, and you know just putting yourself in a position that allows you to open your heart and your mind to new and different perspectives so anyways With that said, today's quote says, be a witness, not a judge. Focus on yourself, not on others. Listen to your heart, not to the crowd. I actually didn't find who wrote this, uh, but it is definitely a beautiful quote. It's not one of those that makes you think, you know, and like allows you to think uh, deep thoughts. It's just very straightforward. And I love that. So I think that even if you just read the quote or you got to this point I think it would be a beautiful reminder for all of us so I was telling you before my my uh, I've been talking a lot about this subject that I kind of like want to touch on today Um, and this was actually my husband recently listened to Judgment Detox it's a book by Gabby Bernstein and this has brought up a lot of conversations around the topic of judgment And it is definitely one that we can all relate to because we all judge and we all have been judged. And the nature of the processing of our brain is to classify information. And in that classification of information, um, it is the brain is using our experiences and the information that we have stored in our brains. So Technically, we could say that we are judging all the time because that is what our brain is doing, right? Is receiving information from the outside, from our senses, and it's making 
meaning out of it. And that meaning really comes from classifying that information. And to me, it was incredibly important to understand this function of our brain so that I didn't judge my judgments. Because during the early years when I started tapping into spirituality and learning more about how judgment played a really big and important role in this process of the the expansion um, of my spirit and consciousness, um, something really interesting started happening, which is very popular when you start going through this um, like spiritual awakenings and really connecting more with that spiritual side of yourself. Um, so what happened to me, I, I've, you know, I've met and talked about this with many people. Um, my ego was showing up in new and more clever ways. And one of the ways I started to notice it was by judging those who were judging, right? Without realizing I was doing exactly the same thing. But only my ego thought it knew better just because I was judging from a new understanding of how a spiritual person, quote unquote, should behave, right? So when we learn, you know, what's good for us, things that don't really are supportive of our consciousness and like connecting with with you know our spiritual side and all of these things then we think that we know better and that's our ego once again coming out and and being like oh you know you are better or it could be completely the opposite right ego shows up in two in the two ways but in this specific scenario it was coming up like that and obviously today i see how innocent and pretentious this was so coming to an understanding that this processing of our brain is really how they're programmed to work, I could approach this judging system, as I'd like to call it, in a different way, because it is with this understanding of the way that our brain works that it has allowed me to accept and also to make space for judgment, right? To observe and just leave it there. Because once again, if our brain is classifying all of this from our experience and this is basically how the information gets filtered, then it, it is going to happen, right? So then when I see it in myself, when I notice that in myself, when I understand that that's what I do, then I understand that's what others do, right? But to, to be a little more clear about what I think is the role of our ego and the brain, I want to first talk about what I think our ego is and what it's here to do. So to me, our ego is a tool. It's an invisible system that was created so that we can make sense of the different components that make up our individual personality. So our ego's job is to protect under any circumstances the components of this personality, otherwise survival of the human wouldn't be possible. So I like to think about our ego system as a very primal programming that was created to help us understand our components in relation to the world around us so we could survive. And it's such a primal system that it struggles with change and evolution because it operates under the impression that survival and safety are found in things that are familiar right? Because it's easy, again, for a brain to understand something familiar and put it into and filter it out, right? That is easy. But when something is new, it's like, oh my God, it's like a 
we it's short circuit right like where does this fall in my capacity to filter this information so with that understanding i consider our ego to be the big umbrella from which more systems and tools branch out and one of them being judgment um, so when our brain receives information from our senses, whether that is sight, smell, hearing, etc., then one of those departments, and in this case, we're talking about judgment, quickly filters that information and it presents it to the boss, right? AKA ego to make a final decision. The issue with this system is that when there is no supervision from our consciousness, our ego will fully run the show and it will spend most of its energy over explaining why it has made the decision that it made. Or really, as we know it in our practical lives on a day-to-day, it will spend hours talking shit about the external world just to prove that it is keeping us safe, right? So then, again, that will be manifested in our real life as we talking about someone else just because we are not... um, resonating with their decisions right because when someone acts in a way that is different than what we would have acted then that is signaling our ego that it it is danger right so then our ego is going to spend time explaining why that is wrong and the way that we do it is by talking about the other person right judging what they're doing having an opinion on what they're doing and actually um, using it as evidence that we are right and our ego is right and we are safe here. And I like to think about Vienna, my dog, when I talk about the ego in this way because I truly believe that the intentions of the systems are all pure. You know, if you think about it, the nature of dogs is to be protective. Vienna will let me know if there's a mosquito too close to the house, right? Like she will bark like there's no tomorrow when anything gets too close to her house. And when she does, this is clearly giving me a signal. And at this point, it is up to me to act on it, right? I could either start yelling at her to be quiet, to stop barking. I can completely ignore her. Or I could get up and see what is happening and make a choice on how to move forward, right? And I think this is where awareness and consciousness come into play. Because we first must become aware of the existence of the systems, right? So the way that our brain works, judgment, our ego, how all of this plays out. Then we need to become aware of the content we consume. Because that is really creating like all the building blocks of like how we are perceiving everything. And then our experiences. We have to be aware of the experiences we've had. Things that have left a mark in the core of our memory somehow. Things that experiences that have maybe accumulated information in our unconscious. Things that we are not aware of, right? And this is exactly the reason why I talk about all of these subjects in this podcast and in everything that I have been creating. Because it's it's a job that we don't do too often, right? Like looking inside and noticing and understanding where a lot of our patterns, our thought patterns, our thought processes, our beliefs are coming from. 
we I love um, the book The Four Agreements and um, I'm forgetting his name I think Don Miguel Ruiz is the author of uh, The Four Agreements and I love the way that he explains the way that we have grown up to make agreements without knowing that we're making agreements right because we are raised by you know our family our close friends our school like all of these different imprints and all of these different people are having a huge um you know a huge part of the way that we start perceiving life and in a way we start creating silent agreements with the things that we learn that we hear and we basically trust right and we believe that and as adults I feel like a lot of at least my job that I have been doing in the past few years has been really noticing all of those agreements that I have agreed on without knowing it and then making a conscious decision of like okay how do I truly feel about this I mean I've been living under the impression that this is true or that this belief is here to keep me safe but is that really true right so anyways without going too deep into that subject um going back to the comparison with vienna if if i was to compare this to vienna right like when she barks i first need to allow space for her to interact with the environment so that I can observe and understand what she gets triggered with and when she feels unsafe. And this is what I would call awareness, right? I need to become aware of the environment. I need to become aware of the way that she is reacting to the environment. How is she feeling safe or unsafe and so on. Now, if she feels unsafe and starts barking and I start yelling at her to be quiet, I would never truly understand what is happening or what she's triggered with because my whole attention attention will only be placed on her and me trying to get her to shut up, right? And it would become this chaotic, you know, situation between her barking and me yelling. And well, Vienna or our ego, right? Because I am comparing Vienna to our ego, signaling something, barking may actually want this attention so we end up falling for the manipulation right manipulation right and now they're in control of the situation like once we fall for it then we are not in control and this could also be interpreted as judging her judgment which again will only end up in a loud chaotic shit show because i'm still trying to just shut her up like i don't think it's valid for her to be barking when that is part of her nature right just as our ego is here because it is part of something that we as human beings have so we either make peace with it and understand that and give it give it space or we are going to constantly be in control of this right because if we don't have the control then the other part has the control and the last thing that I could do with Vienna, right, if she was in this situation, I could also completely or not not the last thing, but another thing that I could do is like I could also completely ignore her. But then again, I wouldn't really know if she's truly letting me know about something I should pay attention to. Right. So quieting or killing the ego is really not a choice I would like to make. Because again, 
it is a tool that is here for a reason. So if it is signaling things, if it is allowing us to notice the way that we as a personality, we as individuals are um, reacting or are just interacting with the world around us, it is very, very important, right? It is a tool that is incredibly important. But again, I think this is where awareness and consciousness really make a huge difference because finally this does lead me to the my favorite way and the way that I like to handle these situations when Vienna is barking, right? And again, I am comparing Vienna barking as our ego making us aware of something, right? Signaling those thoughts that come up when we first observe something, when we are witnesses of something that is happening. So my favorite way to do it is just observing what is happening, checking out the window and see if this is in fact a signal that I need to be prepared for or if I should just simply close the blinds because as is expected every day, the UPS truck will come right? So as human beings, we're always going to be presented with situations that are new, people that are new, people that are different, that think different. That is the nature of nature. The nature of of our mother earth is diversity. So we're always going to be presented with new things. So our ego is always going to be there trying to signal things. And it's always going to present us with things. But how do we react to that? And where is our awareness of the situation, of the environment, of how we fit into that place? Whereas the consciousness that we practice, right? The consciousness of I have this free choice of noticing what is happening, noticing how my brain is filtering this information. And then I make a conscious choice with this information that I can see from a different perspective not just by the pre-programmings that my brain has and I love this analogy with Vienna because it really allows space for the ego to do its job right like we appreciate that our dogs bark it's not always fun you know it's loud sometimes we want quiet but they're here with a purpose And at the same time, not only it allows me to give space for this, but it gives me a great understanding of how I play a part in this system and how I can use my curiosity to learn more about the context and the content in which my ego can get triggered so that I become aware of any future tendencies and consciously make choices in which I'm not manipulated by the attention or allowing chaos to take place, right? And... I don't want to hear Vienna barking all the time, but I understand that it will happen from time to time. The UPS truck will come and when it does, I will gladly and consciously close the blinds as a symbol of awareness and acceptance of what is inside and outside. And I really, really wanted to share this with you because judgment has been you know, that the word judgment has been in my conversations a lot lately. And of course, judgment must be accompanied by ego when we talk about it, because that is all that we're trying to do when we judge, right? Again, we need to first understand this is just, uh, it's a system, it's a programming, it's the way that our brain works. 
But then we have our conscious awareness of what's happening. And when we can observe and not absorb what is happening around us, we can make choices that really go hand in hand with this expansion of our spirit and who we are as individuals. Because when we judge others, or when even when we judge ourselves as well, we're just making little boxes and putting ourselves in these boxes. And then we think we are safe. But really what we're doing is that we're escaping from um, possible experiences that are here to just make life better, right? It doesn't even have to be so transcendental. It could be just like a fun experience. And a lot of times we're just keeping ourselves in boxes by allowing this pre-programmings of our brain and the the ego and everything else um, that you know that is here to with a purpose but that is only with our conscious awareness our conscious choices that we can truly make the best out of these tools it is integrating them right so I really hope that this gives you a better idea of how I personally see, you know, this, this topics, how I can see our ego, not as the evil one, not as the one that we have to kill, not as the one that we have to quiet, because it is here with a purpose. It is understanding what is it here to do? And can I give space to that? Can I be okay with what is observing and how it's filtering things out? Because I have the free choice. The con- I can make the conscious choice to make what I want to make out of this information, this situation, and this thing that I'm observing and being witness of. So I really hope that um, this helps you see things in a different way whenever you're judging, whenever you're judging yourself, you know, allow space for it, but don't let ego take control of it. Don't let it just sit there and talk shit for hours because that is not going to help anyone. The more you talk shit, the more you allow ego to talk shit about others or even yourself, the more you close those walls around the boxes that you're creating. So give yourself the chance to experience the beautiful beautiful diversity of our Mother Earth and all of the things that are possible in this beautiful world. I will leave you with that. I hope you have an amazing week. I love you so much.